how's it going? So it's been a little while since my last episode, which I feel like I'm starting to say a lot, but <laughs> better late than never, right? I hope everyone's doing well, you know, with the spate of local lockdowns and the fact that groups of over six are now banned, obviously, in areas other than offices and schools and whatnot, because the economy will only get back up and running if we're going into office spaces and spending a small fortune on prep, just so you know. And I do particularly love how considerate Corona is, you know. Sees a group of six, realises they're in an office and no longer interested. How is it September already, for one? (laughs) And how is everybody now that kids are back in school, I don't know about colleges, universities will probably be next week and the week after, is next week Freshers Week? Usually coincides with like the one final week of quite decent weather, so we'll see. And I am curious to see how the police will enforce this, no groups larger than six, only from the same household or bubble when everyone's rushing to the pubs again. But hey ho. So, in today's episode, I actually wanted to discuss... Okay, well, my throat just decided to make, like, a really weird noise. (laughs) I apologise if you hear any weird noises from my throat. I've just drank an innocent smoothie very quickly, and seems my body's rejecting anything that's green, so... (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to talk about conflict, confrontations, boundaries. So essentially the general consensus is, you know, standing up for yourself and drawing a line in the sand, so to speak. And I think that it is quite timely and relevant because now more than ever is a time where everyone's got a different level of safety in mind that they want to keep and whatnot. And I think a lot of disagreements are going on everywhere right now but they always do so yeah you know if you're planning on kicking off give this a listen (laughs) i'm joking kind of so let's get started then As I've just introduced the episode as being confrontation and conflict, some of my lovely neighbours who y'all will be very familiar with by this point have decided to start having a domestic. Great group effort guys, keeping in with the topic, great job. But yeah, so just talking over their conflict. Although, you know, I'm sure maybe one day I'll just sit, listen to their argument and maybe give commentary, but... Yeah, anyone who knows me knows, and I say a lot, I'm not really the biggest fan of confrontations. And I think that sometimes this surprises people because generally, whilst I would describe myself as being quite laid back, I, as the entire premise of this podcast shows... (laughs) 
have a tendency to go off on one about things that annoy me or that I'm passionate about. But the reason I tend to hate confrontation in particular is because it never goes the way you want it to. And the issue I have is in the past where I've had a real point of contention with someone and it's getting to that peak where you know confrontation's coming. I think we can all agree that every single point you have towards the argument in your mind goes out the window once the argument actually starts. Because instead of saying, well, actually, I'm annoyed with you because you've been doing this, you upset me over that, I think that you're a dumbass because of this, it all of a sudden just digresses into you're a dick, you're a knobhead, I've never liked you, no one else likes you, and all of a sudden it's like, we're 15 again. (laughs) And it's the reason that I've disliked confrontation for quite a while, because I don't feel like it serves any purpose like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be morally superior and opposed to an argument you know we all get in them and we all get better because that's just the way that we are however when it comes to actual genuine points of conflict it's a fucking waste of time and technology's not really made it much better either because maybe it's just me but God, group chats are just a cesspit for unnecessary arguments and confrontations. And if you've ever tried to actually have an argument over a group chat, it's just absolute bedlam because you've got the fast typers and then you've got the fast typers who can't spell. And then you've got the one who's dot dot dotting for ages, who sends one paragraph that takes up the entire screen, who clearly hasn't read any of the messages before their paragraph. And it's funny because people act as though that's far different from in real life, but it's not because you've got usually like people who are quick-witted in an argument, you've got people who stop and let other people make an arsehole out of themselves by being quiet, and then you've got the one who's basically just all hot air, who likes getting up in people's faces, you're a nabbed, you've always been a nabbed, I don't know why my voice always sounds like devil, (laughs) but yeah. My point being that often, you know, confrontation doesn't serve the purpose we really wish it did. I mean, there are plenty of times we go into these situations kind of wanting to just have a chance to offload onto people. However, my point would be like, as you get older, I think we all have less tolerance for people than we used to when we were younger. Uh, People who just don't gel well with us, who cross lines and, and whatnot, and therefore you know, in an ideal world, confronting these people would end with either a resolution in which you come to an agreement over what's been said, what's been done, why it's wrong, why it's right, or, you know, cut your losses and move on like adults, but instead you're switching your phone on to 50 notifications, someone's being sent gifs and memes and someone else is kicking off five hours late over an argument that should never have been had. Now, in my opinion, as I say, with my neighbours getting even louder in the background, (laughs) I think that this all kind of comes down to what boundaries we have and how we think we should enforce them. Now, when I was younger, I think I was extremely guilty of having boundaries in my mind, but then never really enforcing them or actually going through with them. 
For example, you know, I'd say, if I don't want to go out, I'll just tell people I'm not in the mood. And instead, it'd either be a long list of ridiculous excuses, you know, to justify why I couldn't, aka didn't want to go out, rather than just sticking to the boundary I'd set in my mind, or alternatively, completely ignoring it and going out even if I didn't want to. And, I mean, that's a very minor example I can come up with. There are a lot of boundaries I have now that I am not strict about, but I think that it's important to know. (laughs) Can you all hear Kevin? (laughs) Just meowing for food. Um, I think it's important to know what, what is important to you and to make that clear to other people and I think that it's the main basis for arguments is sometimes it's a case of you've got a boundary someone's crossed that you've not necessarily enforced sufficiently or verbally etc or you've got a boundary that you have made clear that people have crossed anyway and yeah when you get into an argument all of a sudden it just becomes about the fact that well, Kelly's been wearing Ugg boots and you can't trust a bitch in Ugg boots and she used to wear Paul's Boutique. I don't know anyone called Kelly and I definitely don't know anyone who wears Ugg boots or used to wear Paul's Boutique, but, you know, just setting the scene for you. This is also very apparent in workplace relationships and I think it's quite common to have people that you kind of, you love as a person but you don't like them as a colleague if that makes sense you know you get along with them well you have a laugh but they're an absolute liability with doing stuff on time or sending you stuff over that needs to be sent or you know leaving other people to do the work while they doss about that kind of thing and boundaries are essentially like the the foundation for a good working relationship you know Are you in an environment where you're getting emails and messages out of hours that you're expected to respond to and take action with? You know, have you specifically stated a desire to, for example, not be contacted out of hours? Um, You role in a team, you know, preferences that you have for contact and for communication, that type of thing. And it can just become an absolute clusterfuck because I think in every working environment, whether it's traditional office spaces, retail, hospitality, everyone has different concepts of how they work well and what their boundaries are. To some people, they want to be the yes man. They want to be contacted out of hours and say that they've been staying up doing work until three in the morning. And then you get people kind of like me who say, this is when I finish work, I will respond to emails outside of these hours, but I am not doing work outside of hours. And this is an important distinction to me because I'm pretty much a ridiculously communicative person with work and personal life. It's very rare where I will leave something waiting to contact someone back any longer than an hour if I'm at my phone on my laptop and it's obviously a personal preference but 
I have made it pretty clear that unless it is something that is very urgent that only I can do, then why should I do work outside of hours when I don't get paid overtime? And that's just a simple boundary, like it's, it's very rudimentary, I think a lot of people have this in comparison to the people who kind of want to stay late in the office and do work overtime that they're not getting paid for and it kind of sets a precedent for the fact that you'll continue to do that work overtime and not get paid for it and people will continue to assume that that is what you do and therefore you won't really be able to stop doing it whereas if you actually put your foot down and say well no you can email me and I'll respond, you know, I'll let you know I've got your email and I'll say I'll work on it tomorrow. And if anyone's got a serious problem with that, then that's a, you know, a little bit fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Just be like, okay, pay me all the time then. Problem solved. Which I doubt they will. And I hate to be like a Karl Marx about it, but fuck's sake. Most people are barely getting paid a pittance for the hours that they're doing. You should not be fucking doing work outside of working hours. Are you listening to me? Yes, you. If you do work outside of working hours, stop it. Stop feeding into the bourgeoisie. I will come round to your house dressed in all red because no one expects the knobhead inquisition. Okay? Don't do it. Right. You know, there's the first fucking fantastic piece of advice you've got. Now we've gone over a couple of examples of like vague boundaries. I would like to make the point that a boundary is only as good as you enforce it to be. If you continue saying to yourself and other people, and I'll continue using this example because it's an easy one, I do not do work outside of working hours and then all you're doing is doing work outside of working hours, it's not really going to end well for anyone because you're seen as somebody subconsciously to other people I'm not saying everyone's like a malicious knobhead but you're seen as somebody who doesn't tend to actually follow up putting the foot down and you can't put your foot down after this because obviously there's inconsistencies and that's the reason why when it comes to confrontation it will be difficult for you to kind of put that as a point of conflict because it's not been enforced it's there's no consistency behind it so what do you do when it comes to having to put your foot down? I think we've all had those moments, whether it's in person or, you know, over text or email, especially with the pandemic going on, where you've just gotten that pit in your stomach because you're sat there thinking that something has happened that's made you feel uncomfortable or upset or angry and you're thinking... I can do one of two things. I can respond and go about my day and ignore the way that it's made me feel or I can do something to bring the way that it's made me feel to the other person's attention. Now I think in most cases even with people who aren't averse to confrontation will take the easier route of ignoring it and then we'll do that thing where it starts to fester you ran into the nearest person and before you know it, later on in the day when you're in the shower or in the bathroom or sat in front of a mirror, you're arguing to the mirror like you would had you had that conflict with the other person coming out with absolute zingers and wondering why the fuck you didn't just have the confrontation. And when I say confrontation, I don't mean like 
an actual full-blown argument. To me, confrontation is bringing something to the forefront that might make someone uncomfortable. And whether that means, oh, I'm sorry I've upset you, or first of all, bitch. You know, there's a spectrum of reactions. (laughs) But I would say it is better to acknowledge your feelings now and then see if people change their behaviours to you later. Because the onus is then on them and not you because you've made it clear. If someone tells me something that I don't like and I say, I really don't appreciate that, it's made me quite angry that you'd think this. Obviously not like that because I'm not Google Translate. And then they turn around and do the same thing later on again or something similar. Then I'll say, we've already had discussions about this before. And if someone is repeatedly infringing on your boundaries and limits and opinions that you've expressed before then they're not someone you want around anyway because once a piss taker always a piss taker if someone shows you who they are believe them the first time life's too short to be given everyone disney fucking first second third fourth and fifth chances okay i'm not saying cut everyone off but my point is we don't give our instincts enough credit If you find yourself sitting there after almost every interaction with someone feeling like you're not being respected, your thoughts, feelings, safety, boundaries aren't being respected, fuck them. You don't need that. There is absolutely nothing worse than being gaslit into thinking that you're being too particular about things or too emotional. Well, no, actually. But thank you for letting me know that you were in our bed all along, my mum was right, and I will never contact you again. Blocked. Don't ever, ever compromise the way that you're feeling for the sake of avoiding confrontation. The fact of the matter is, if you carry on ignoring behaviour like that, it will get to the point where it culminates in something far messier. Because we all know it's happened. The longer you push something off the more you'll bitch about it, potentially other people will get involved that you bitch to about it who are also annoyed and before you know it you're getting all gassed up and it all culminates in a ridiculous confrontation that has nothing to do with the original issue. Right and everyone loves a bit of drama but let's be adults about it. If you have specific feelings about specific things you deserve to be respected on that and if you're not then they're not really friends to be honest. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> Conflict can be hard when you're somebody who's quite empathetic towards others or you have a history of kind of prioritising other people over yourself and I get that. You know you don't want to hurt other people's feelings but you also deserve the same respect that you give out to other people. So you know that block button's there for a reason. Use it. And by all means, turn around and tell someone. I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that. We've had a discussion about this before. Can you respect this? I know, just absolutely go for it and just be like, first of all, bitch, I've told you that I don't want you to do this. <laughs> no, but the way I often think about it is if this same situation were happening to my friend or someone I really care about, what would I advise them to do? And the odds are you'll be more likely to say to them, you don't deserve to be treated this way, please, you know, 
stand up for yourself, make a point, don't be treated like this, then you should also take your own advice. And if it's one of those things you wouldn't bring up to your mum because you know she'd kick off, then you know for a fact that perhaps a confrontation needs to happen. (laughs) Well, maybe that's just me, but don't be afraid to put your foot down, whether it's some nabad saying that you should have a house party with 50 people in the middle of a pandemic, or someone saying to you that they need you to send over a document at two o'clock in the morning. Boundaries are a boundary, respect them all, fuck off. There's the immortal statement for you. If I had merchandise, I would put that on it. Maybe in future. I hope you're all doing well. And with any luck, you'll all be responding to your employers over email, kicking off now after listening to this, because I've gassed you up. Tell your manager he's a dickhead. Tell him his wife doesn't love him. Tell him that his kid's ugly and that the pictures of him after they've just been born were actually frightening. <laughs> what a quick side note though, is it only me that feels awkward when people show me baby pictures talking about how cute they are and I'm just thinking, am I a horrible person or do they actually just look a little bit weird? <laughs> I am just a horrible person, but at least I set boundaries. Stay safe out there. And don't be afraid of starting confrontations within reason. Have a good one.